Mindfulness Mode 124. You are a lot more than you think you are when you calm the mind and live in a state of mindfulness. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Muhammad Omar on the line today. Hey, Muhammad, are you in mindfulness mode? Yes, I am. Muhammad Omar is a podcaster and teacher of the concept of intention. He shares the concept that we are here on earth to spread harmony in creative ways. We are everybody and everything and every being, and we are designed to be driven with passion to serve specific purposes that are in harmony with all life. Through his simple seven steps of intention, Muhammad will help you live consciously knowing who you are and what your life purpose is. Muhammad, can you tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you? Absolutely. Um, I introduce mindfulness as, well, first, I, I talk about the different types of thought patterns. One is compulsive thinking, and two is creative thinking, and then the third one is insights. And basically, if you are not in compulsive thinking, you are pretty much on the way to mindfulness. So compulsive thinking is when the thoughts are automation, keeps going back in, in, in the back of the mind, and, um, and it takes your attention away from this present moment. It's also the state of mind where you are more of a reactor than interacting with others. Um, so creative thinking is when you are um, basically in charge with your intention of where the di direction of the thoughts is going and insights and when you receive an insight. Um, so basically, if I have to really define mindfulness at this moment and, I, and it's not written on stone, it's just what is coming up right now. Sure. It would be being in, being aware and not and and detached from um from thoughts from roles and being aware of things you see things you feel um aware of the body and aware of this present moment right so tell us about the creative part of it the creative part of it um creativity in my opinion um is part of who we really are. It's um, the unlimited thoughts, the unlimited energy that is coming from our soul into our being. And one of the things that you can experience um, creative thinking is through journaling. That's one simple way, because when you journal, you are intentional where the thoughts is go are going where you are doing, you are basically becoming a, um, a translator to the messages that comes through and you are, and, um, and it comes to you in sort of segments or thoughts or blocks and you just be, just translate it. Your mind is in a receptive mode, um, 
and if you're aware of your being, you will know where you will be able to choose the direction. One direction will feel better than the other. You flow with what feels better to you. It's a more expanded way of thinking. Well, I'm so glad you got into journaling right away because this is something that I think we can all learn more about. And Mindful Tribe, you know, sometimes we're kind of hesitant to really dig in and sit down and write, but I think that that what Muhammad is saying is really important for all of us, including me. So just talking a little bit more about this journaling, should it be structured? When we sit down, should we just start writing about who I am today or this kind of thing? Can you give us some guidelines? Absolutely. I started journaling a long time ago, and I still have those journals, 20-year-old journals, um, with me. Um and I found freedom in journaling. So if I would explain, one, there are a couple, there are so many ways of journaling. One of the first way that I introduce to people is free journaling, where you sit down and you flow with what your mind is saying, whatever expression you're feeling at the moment. And through doing that, and whatever random, so basically the rules at that type of journaling is is you don't care if you misspell anything, you don't care if you have uh, short sentences or half sentences, um, if you move from one topic to another, it doesn't matter. And that sort of technique of journaling, you will be able to notice that you are separate from your thoughts. Because you become the observer of the thoughts. You'll be aware of where the thoughts are going and taking you. Um, and once you're aware of what your mind is thinking, um, you will be aware of that compulsive thinking behind the back, behind the mind that is running all the times, taking, sucking your, the life energy out of you, basically. That's what it does. Um, so that is one type of journaling. So I just want to ask you, should I be typing? Should I be writing longhand? Should I be printing cursive writing? Does it matter? No, I don't believe it matters. That's a personal choice. Now, someone that I know was doing a lot of journaling, and she said, you know what, I just started printing everything so it would slow me down because I found that I had thoughts that came through between the words. Does that make sense to you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, thoughts that comes between the words. Uh, what I would say is that we think that English or whatever language you speak is our first language, but it, actually energy is our first language. It's the same language that the lion in the jungle speaks. It's, the, it's that energy behind the words. So yes, the, word, the energy can carry a lot more than what the words can convey. Um, so uh, what what is the question exactly is about free journaling you can cuz you can you don't have to really speak everything you receive sometimes i would receive something and it will take me years until i actually put it in words wow yeah so it really would help if i slow down i, I can type pretty fast so if i'm typing and I'm writing my thoughts through typing, then it's not surprising that fewer ideas will bounce back then. Yeah. Um, Slowing down, 
um, intentionally would uh, help any person to um, to find that to fine tune to fine tune because it's a process of fine tuning until you sort of get to that um, what what some people call channeling. And it's really, I, I don't like much to use the word channeling because it makes us feel that some people are different than others. While this is our birthright, everybody channels. So mm-hmm. I would rather call it the receiving of insights process. And yes, it's being, and once you get it, if you do it enough, that's what I would say. If you do it enough, you'll be able to find your own rhythm. Some people are faster than others. Uh, slowing at the beginning is, I would think it's a good uh, way for me. Right. Yeah. So free journaling is one. What's another kind, Muhammad? Uh, specific. If you are, let's say you have some situation happened and you were, and, you, and it, it got you out of your momentum, of your present moment, um, and you're angry or you're, you're having a feeling. Um, in my opinion, it is really important. Part of the process of the flow is to express that feeling. Expressing it, you can you can do it through journaling, and it's the sky is the limit. You can cuss, you can do anything you want, as long as you're feeling that relief, because there will be some sense of release or relief from that journal. And then if you have a way to process that feeling all the way to realization, uh, then you can use that method. There are so many ways. Right. And so when should I go back and read this again? Okay. So that is, again, up to you because, the, like, for example, the free journaling type, you don't have to go back. It's really about the creative moment. So when you are in a creative moment and flowing with that feeling, if it's um, if it's important to you, you'll feel the call. That's what I, what I would say to to reread it again. Okay, so I really don't have to go back and read it unless I want to. Okay, that's easy. No, no. So. So we talked about free journaling. We talked about specific. Is there another type of journaling? Um, it, no, it's just I would say generally under the umbrella of specific uh, topic. Like um, you have, you want to create a vision. What do you want to do in your life? That you can journal that. You can um, do that. You can, uh, for example, what if scenario? What if you win a million dollars? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and flow with that story. How does it feel? What resistance you start to sense? Um, and so, yeah, the sky is the limit. And it's mostly in that general idea of um, specific, specific journaling about certain topic. Okay, so other than that, I don't need to worry about any structure at all. I just, I just sit down and journal for a period of time. Yes. Um, yeah. Structure... I don't really follow structure except in the context of the seven simple steps. Okay. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I love to have a routine, like a morning routine, for instance, and that includes journaling. Should I have a specific length of time that I journal for? Again, that's uh, also up to you. 
um, five to 20 minutes, I think it's okay. Consistency will be better. I mean, if you do five minutes and it's consistent, that will be okay. And also journaling would be nice also spontaneously. Like if I, for example, if I, I worked with very hard bosses in the past Right. And let's say my boss is yelling at me and I feel like I want to say the F word in her face, but I couldn't, right? Mm. I'll get fired. So at that moment, I may excuse and go somewhere when I can have peace and start journaling. So mm. maybe maybe you can journal, but with your phone. Record, right. record uh, yourself talking. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you feel that sense of release, then you are on the path. You are moving one step forward. Just want to make sure nobody's overhearing you in that case. (laughs) That might not be good. So, (laughs) Mohammed, let's talk about the seven simple steps. I'm fascinated by this, and I love how you explain it on your podcast. But let's talk about it now. Yeah, I love to. Yeah, I've been... um, I've been a seeker, just like you, Bruce. I've been for many years since since I got that first book my dad handed to me. um, That was 1990. And it was called Yoga uh, Yoga Philosophy by Yogi Ramacharaka. I felt the pull after I got introduced to that um, concept of spiritual awakening. I said, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. And... So, and then during the 90s, I went to, I was in a rock band. I was in a big rock band, actually, at the time in Cairo, yeah. Egypt. And, um, but th- this is not our story. But, ha- however, um, I got into drugs and I got addicted. I done dr- a lot of drugs at that time. And then, um, and then I went to a 12-step meeting. And this is how I started my recovery process. So I, mm-hmm. I recovered and then I found out that there is something they call the 12 steps and I was fascinated by 12 steps, how it affects everybody, how it um, it transforms people from where they are, from stealing and being in jails, institutions and into complete different person through 12 steps. Right. And then I asked really strong question with within me I had been two main intentions in my life. One is to is co-creation, is that manifestation. Can we reach for our goals? Can we get things that we love in life? Can we have it? Can we have, can we be, can we do things that we love or, or not? That is called co-creation. And the other topic is self-realization, which basically the awakening, to be awake and aware of who I really am. In every moment, um, along the way with what you have been teaching all along through your podcast. Right. And through those two main intention and a series of meditations, a um, few years, I received what I called later the seven simple steps. And um, the message said that those seven simple steps at the core of any manifestations of any true counseling or any true transformation or co-creation, those seven simple steps has been there and have been there all along, all over history. I just put them into that structure together. So I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm the creator because they have been around, but nowadays we know them. 
So the seven simple steps goes like this. Step one is intention. That's what you want. That's linked to who you really are and the intentions, purpose that you came forth with into this life. And then the second step is being aware of your being. I found out when I had my first spiritual awakening is that one of the main aspects of that spiritual awakening is that sort of embedded, like anchor feeling into my true self that I take everywhere I go, um, an expanded sense of being. Um, and so that's one and two. The third step is expression. And I believe that's the purpose of most of us here is, is to express where we are um, and remove these roles that we play all the times. And then the fourth step is allowing. And allowing is has been taught in almost every religion I've seen or every philosophy. Um, it's called surrendering. In other areas, it's called uh, many things. Um, it's basically that state of surrender, of detachment. Um, and then the fifth step is to receive insights. And the law says that if you are in a state of awareness, you will receive an insight. And that insight is not a lot of people know the value of it. It is made for you by the, the unlimited, infinite intelligence. M made for you specifically to move you one step forward from where you are towards what you want to be, your higher intentions. And then step five is to use that insight. So some people think that we receive the insight, oh, let's do it. Like, you know, like me working a full-time job and I got the insight that I should be a writer. I leave my job the next day. That's not really what the step is saying. Right. The insight must be um, uh, applied internally, must be felt, okay. must become it. And some people use affirmations, for example. Some people use a process of contemplation, vision, uh, meditation. There are so many ways for us who've been meditating for a while. You can, um, once you receive that insight, the, in the heat of it, in the sense of feeling that insight, go to it and be it, become it. That is the action. That is the inspired action. Speaking of meditation, I'm just going to cut in for a second here, Mohammed. I have an infographic. It's a PDF infographic. And Mindful Tribe, I think this will really help you with your meditation. It has info about breathing, mantras, and meditation. And it's free for you, Mindful Tribe. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. And just remember, mindfulness is spelled with one L, mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M, for your free infographic. Mohammed, tell us what can happen as a result of this inspired action. If you do that enough, it will lead you to realization. And there are so many realizations uh, it can be something small or big. We are not counting. It doesn't matter. Realization is worth it, is worth every minute of it. Um, and once you reach that realization, um, one of the 
aspects of feeling being realized is that you don't need validation from anybody. You know it. You know it. You are it. Right. So it's it's partly about confidence. Is that true? That's true. Yes. Right. Yes. Confidence. You are uncovering part of who you really are. I see. Yeah. And confidence is an interesting subject on its own. That's right. So is there one more step? That's it. There are seven steps. That's it. Okay. So uh, I wrote down one is intention, two is being aware, three is expression, four is allowing, five is receiving insights. Six is inspired action. Six is inspired action. That's okay. where we apply. It's it's really might be misleading the way I say it, inspired action, but it's these are very general steps because they can be sure. applied in a minute or in something big or something small. So, yeah, and then the, the seventh one is the realization. Right, right, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the realization. And you said you don't need affirmations. You just, you just come to that realization. Can you expand on that? Yes. Um, ultimately, we are looking to be self-realized, being aware of our soul, our true self, aware that this soul is infinite and connected to all life and never dies and nothing can harm harm this soul. That is the main path that I believe most of us intentional beings and everybody really um, going to towards. But realization can be something smaller than this. Like, for example, you believe in yourself that you have a gift right? Yes. Um, Let's say you believe in yourself that you want to create a podcast like what you did and you can be successful. And at that beginning, you ask people, what do you think? And that, and, but after you follow the insight and what it told you at certain point in time, you came to one point when you realize that you don't need validation anymore. You don't need people to come and tell you, your podcast is great, Bruce. You'll say, okay. thank you. And I believe in myself. So that can be, um, yes, you said confidence. Right. It is um, you uncovering a part of your main intentions that are part of you and your journey in life. Right? And you able to uncover it and see the picture for yourself and know it right i see the universe is supporting you in your mission beautiful wow well i was so excited to talk with you because you seem to be able to help people with insights and help people and and through your podcast of course you just cover so much but tell us have you ever had any any major challenges in your life that related to this i mean you told us that you had an issue with drugs and you were addicted and you had to go through that anything else that really brought you down mm. oh which one should i choose <laughs> oh really <laughs> absolutely um yes we are c- continuous um in a state of reclaiming our freedom our part of our being ourself so when those challenges stop, challenges um, stop is maybe when I become absolutely realized, being um, enlightened, 
um, or when I pass. But for now, I still have things to process, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, so let's let's talk about that lady um, boss who was bullying me, for example. Yeah, right. I mean, we had I had a lot of those. Did you? Yeah, I did, and she was um, yelling and and oh. uh, bullying me basically, and mm-hmm. and um, that that was exactly two thousand and six, and I stood up and I yelled back at her and I told her that what she's doing is unacceptable. And if you're listening to that conversation, you may believe that I was yelling as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was very challenging because I, well, I got fired a week later. <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, and then, um, you know, I had to face my fears. Well, first I knew that what I did is what I could do at the time. And I'm not in regret of any of the things that I did because I learned from everything I did. Now, did you use mindfulness as a way of dealing with that no, tough situation? Not at the time. Um, oh, well, let's say it not to that level that I'm in today. So I'm always growing. So at the time, yes, I tried to meditate um, and it was hard for me to meditate because my mind was taken over by thoughts of anger Thoughts of revenge. I want to go yell at her more. Um, um, but, you know, so I start to, you know, I, I go back to meditation. And I find out that I feel good during meditation. But after meditation, I will go back to obsession. So definitely yeah. mindfulness would help. I was doing it to the best of my ability at the time. Sure, sure. I understand. Well, that's really interesting to to learn how you dealt with it and kind of got through it anyway. And then Mm -hmm. now you can reflect and look back and realize that now if it happened, you probably would deal with it differently. Yes, absolutely. Mohammed, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Um, I would say the first person was a, a, a guy named Yogi Ramacharaka when I when that his book landed in my hands back in 1990. Right. Yeah. And that was the book you mentioned, Yoga Philosophy, right? That's right. It's a it's a company. It was translated into Arabic, so it was a it's a, actually a combination um, of his books in his life. But later on, lately, I love Eckhart Tolle, for example. I love his, his work, definitely. Yeah, I do too. Mm. Yeah. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? Mm. Um, it calms it down and it makes it um, uh, more on the positive side and expanded. Any, anything that is beyond compulsive thinking will get you eventually into the uh, creative thinking and insights and more expansion, more finding out of who I am, really. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness practice, Mohammed. Breathing, um, there is a yoga uh, technique learned for thousands of years, been taught, and everybody reported the same, that when you do breathing exercises... Um, you basically become in a state that is 
superior than your mind. In other words, you're able to control the mind and calm the mind from that state. And it is called in yoga um, pranayama. And yes, when and I found out years ago when I do breathing exercise right before meditation, my meditation becomes really good, mm. better than usual. Um, I do breathing exercises, and there are tons of uh, exercises in in yoga, hatha yoga, and kundalini yoga, and all that. And it's um, and they all give you that same sense of um, uh, being calm, reflective, being aware, and aware of the energy. Aware, you'll be aware of prana of the energy. Right. Mm. I know you mentioned the book Yoga Philosophy, but is there another book you would recommend that is related to mindfulness? Related to mindfulness, I would um, I would say um, Eckhart Tolle or any book that he has, New Earth or The Power of Now, um, mm. very powerful books. Can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? Um, I don't know about an app, but I do have... Um, I mean, if you don't mind, I have this, uh, uh, I've been a fan of journaling and I created that site years ago. It's called 12stepjournaling.com and I found out that it's successful. It a lot of people are journaling there. And I'm not even doing anything at all. I, I create a private space for people to journal. And so right now on intentionalbeings.com, I created the same kind of private space where people can go and journal and certain tools that sort of, mimic the mind the way the mind thinks so you can find things easier and um so that's what what i would recommend honestly <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> but i don't know an app well no that's fine that you mentioned that mm. and i really believe in the power of journaling and yeah. and want to do more of it myself yeah. uh what advice would you give a person who is new to mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life i would say I first will add my voice to your voice and many voices that you heard before that mindfulness, meditative state, um, quieting the mind, all these concepts does work in your decision-making process, in your daily process. Um, you are a lot more than you think you are when you calm the mind and live in a state of mindfulness. Right, I like that you are more than you think you are. Yeah. I think that really is so true, so true. It has been a real pleasure to spend this time talking with you, Muhammad. How can Mindful Tribe connect with you, learn more about what you do and your writings? Yeah, well, you can... Um, I'm in the process of publishing the book, of course, the, with the same title as my podcast, um, The Seven Simple Steps, the Natural Path to Co-Creations and Self-Realizations. You can find my podcast or go to intentionalbeings.com and we have a free training there. The first training is di discovering your personal mission statement and the second one is to create a new habit where we practice daily, daily our daily practice. And these are absolutely free. Great. And I'll put those on our show notes as well, Mindful Tribe. So thank you for making those available, Muhammad. Thank you. And again, yeah, thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your really valuable insight.
You are welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Okay, take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. Remember to download your free infographic on breathing, meditation, and mantras at mindfulnessmode.com slash calm, C-A-L-M. Just for you, Mindful Tribe. Enjoy. Use what you learned today on Mindfulness Mode.